Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. One cause of shoulder injuries that seems too common to me is the handling of trash bags. While not a predominant cause of shoulder injuries, there are just so many causes, they are still common enough that organizations should address them and take measures to control the risk. Within the past year, I did an analysis of those claims and found out that they average about $10,000 per claim. That includes all claims, whether they are just those involving medical treatment or those with time lost from work. Overall, these are some of the most expensive injuries that happen in the workplace. Exposures that are often overlooked because people just don't see the danger in the task. Because too many people think, how hard is it to take out the papers in the trash? Take out the papers and the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. Injuries from handling trash are generally caused by the weight of the trash bag and the postures required to perform the task of lifting the trash bags out of the trash cans and throwing the trash bags into dumpsters. These shoulder injuries are the result of arm position and weight. Specifically, when the arm is raised high enough that the bone of the shoulder impinges upon the tendons, blood vessels, and nerves within the shoulders. Having the elbow at or just above shoulder height is actually the weakest position for the shoulder, and it's even worse if your palm is facing downward, such as grasping a trash bag to lift it up, or your arm is off to the side, such as when holding a bag to the side of your body. When your upper arms are raised up and off to your sides, we call this chicken winging just like what children may do if they put their thumbs under their armpits and flap their arms like chicken wings. Chicken winging is generally not good. Chicken winging with weight in your hands is even worse. Again, the risk of shoulder impingement becomes greater the closer your elbow is to shoulder height or just above shoulder height. Take your left hand and put it on your right shoulder. Now raise your right elbow out to your side. As you raise your elbow high enough, your right shoulder will begin to raise. This is the point at which raising your elbow higher creates the greatest risk for shoulder injury. The risk is then compounded by the amount of weight you are lifting in your hands and how far away from the body the load is. Any one-handed lifting task, which lifting and throwing a trash bag typically is, where the weight is over 25 pounds, put you at risk for injury to the shoulder or the back. Raise the elbow to shoulder height and it makes the situation worse. Simply put, never lift more than 25 pounds with one hand and never raise your elbows above shoulder height. Now you're thinking that a trash bag probably weighs more than 25 pounds and usually have to heft it out of the can and into another receptacle. So how can you address this situation? For pulling trash bags out of trash cans, we are dealing with three things. The weight of the bag, any suction force created as the trash bag is pulled out, and the height the bag is lifted to. You can control the weight by going to smaller trash cans. Smaller cans means less trash and less weight that can be put in the bag. I was once working with a hospital that had a history of shoulder injuries with their custodial staff pulling trash bags out of trash cans. Over a period of about a year, the shoulder injuries went away. I asked the organization what they did, and they couldn't identify any changes. The facilities manager then sheepishly came forward and quietly said that he had changed out the trash cans over the year to smaller cans, reducing the amount of trash that could go into the can. No one realized the change in can size, but the change saved them several thousand dollars per year and prevented shoulder injuries. To prevent the suction force caused by pulling the trash bag out, you have a couple of options. You can reduce the suction by drilling holes in the can to allow air to enter near the bottom of the can as the bag is pulled out. Some people are hesitant to drill holes in their trash cans, but if you're using liners, there's little problem with liquids leaking out, especially if the holes are placed an inch or two above from the bottom of the can. Another option is to eliminate the bag and simply dump the can. 
This eliminates the use of plastic liners, but if you choose to do this, you have to watch out for problem number three. How high do you have to lift the can to dump it? Remember, we don't want the employee to have to raise their elbow above shoulder height to dump the can. Trash can height is also an issue. If the can is tall and employees need to pull the bag out of the top of the can, this can result in an employee's elbow being above shoulder height. Instead of lifting the bag, some cans have hinge doors that open from the side. For janitorial carts with built-in trash bags, you can often drop the bag from the cart instead of lifting the bag over the frame of the cart. In other cases, I've seen employees tie the trash bag shut in the can and simply tip the can over so they can slide the bag out, then lift the bag from knee height. What about throwing trash into dumpsters? Again, we are focused on weight and height. Usually to minimize the number of trips to the dumpster, employees consolidate small bags of trash into larger bags, increasing the amount of weight they are lifting, increasing the potential for injury. So again, to reduce this risk, simply minimize the size of bags so less trash can be packed into a single bag so that the final bag the employee lifts is lighter. Now what about height? The dumpster is generally at a height that by the time the bottom of a trash can clears the dumpster lip, it requires the employee's elbow to be over shoulder height. You could use a dumpster with a lower lip height, but they are generally smaller in capacity or take up more land area for the same capacity. Another option is to build a platform at the dumpster with steps and appropriate handrails so employees can access the platform to throw trash into the dumpster. Throwing trash into a trash compactor opening or the chute of a compactor is more challenging. OSHA generally requires that the openings to compactors be at least 42 inches from the ground to prevent employees from falling into the opening and being injured. Sometimes compactor openings are much higher from the ground, so a platform in front of the compactor opening is acceptable as long as the distance from the top of the platform to the opening is at least 42 inches. Having to lift a trash bag 42 inches, or 3.5 feet, is still quite high for employees of shorter stature. Maybe the easiest option is to task the really tall employees with the job of throwing trash into the compactor. So now that you've listened to the podcast, I encourage you to spend some time with your custodial and janitorial employees who are handling trash in your facility. Take a scale and measure the weight of the trash bags and cans that your employees are handling. Are they over 25 pounds? Then watch employees lift and handle the bags. Do they raise their elbow to or above shoulder height when pulling bags? What about putting the bags into the cart they collect the trash in? Then when the employee takes the trash to the dumpster or compactor, what does the lifting task look like? Are they chicken winging? If your organization is like most, you'll find there are plenty of opportunities for improvement. As you've heard, some of these improvements are easy and can really make a difference that reduces the risk of injury for your employees and shows the employees that you care about them and their safety. You ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Don't tell that. Just finish. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, create a safer workplace and email me if you have any questions or suggestions.